2: Hi, this is Coach Hal Mummy, and you are listening to the Coach and Coordinator Podcast.
3: On today's coaching coordinator podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about the big game this past weekend with the Mississippi State Bulldogs beating the LSU Tigers. And joining me to discuss a little bit about this before we get into a QA and uh, a that we did at the National Air Raid Clinic this past summer is the godfather of the air raid offense, Hal Mummy. Hal, it's always great to have you here.
2: Oh, I appreciate it, Keith. Thanks for having me on.
3: Well, before we get into some of these things, I guess I just want to get your thoughts on what transpired last night as, as you watched that unfold?
2: Well, this is going to sound really arrogant, but I would have been more shocked if he hadn't won.
0: <laughs> and, uh,
2: you know, I, I thought the, the, the setup was so great. You, you could just see it coming. Cause you know, I've been saying for a long time, I think Mike Leach is the best coach in America and, and, uh, people, tend to laugh at that when I say it, but I think he's, he's in a spot now at Mississippi state where he can get great skill people. And, and, and it's a place that has a tradition of playing great defense. And he's, he's never really, you know, been been in those positions before in in that position where, where you could get both. And, uh, so I think he's going to do really well there. Uh, LSU had a lot of holes to fill obviously from last year's uh champion national championship team uh but but they still had you know a lot of veteran players back and a lot of players that played backup roles in that national championship run and so obviously they were favored playing in Baton Rouge but uh I just thought it set up pretty well for Mike to uh I, I liked his quarterback a lot better
3: mm-hmm.
2: than uh than LSU's and and uh Costello was, uh, you know, he's a veteran guy and he's, he's uh, although he, he hasn't played in the air raid before, uh, he was just a heady guy that you could tell was probably going to take to it pretty quick. Kind of similar to what Tim Couch did when he went to Kentucky.
3: Yes, and when we look at this, and you you heard it throughout the game, you know, the, the commentator saying, well, it's the same plays, they run them over and over again. and And, and we know that about this offense, and we've seen it. You know, people take the Y cross or the four verse. You know, I never was an air raid coach, but we were we were you know running four verticals all the time. It was great to us. So people take parts of it, but you know when you look at this as a whole, it's uh, I think the the package works really good together. And you look at just the statistics from the game; uh, they ran nine yards total on LSU and won the football game, scored, scored 44 points. Now, there wasn't a lot of rushing in that game overall, 54 for 89 for both teams. Um, but the, the point being, though, is in a short period of time, because there wasn't no a spring ball, um, might have been a couple practices before things got shut down, these guys were able to get ready, prepared, and beat the defending national champs.
2: Well, I, I talked to a coach called me during the game and, and he's a guy that had always wanted to, wanted to run Air Raid, but would never commit to the pr- way we practice and and was always, you know, wanting to add plays and stuff like that. and And I just he said, how did how, he how do, do this? It's this just amazing. You know what you, what you were just saying, you know, so little preparation, they look so good. I said look we you know we're doing about a third of what everybody else is doing so I mean that means we get three times as much practice at it
3: and that's exactly it and as I was telling you my daughter goes to Mississippi State about a month ago I visited and they were practicing and you know I know Eric Mealy running backs coach there so he he invited me out to practice and uh, I was I was excited it was the first time I was able to watch an air raid practice I love watching practices seeing how people do things and I'll tell you, it was just a model of efficiency. They did things so well. We're able to get a tremendous amount of reps. And it's not just on the the plays that it would be like a two and a half minute period working releases and you see this whole line of twenty receivers or so getting four or five reps at releases because of the setup of practice and how quick they do things. I mean, to me, it was just I sat there and mentally took notes the whole time and, and went back, you know, when I was done, went back to my hotel room and wrote a few pages out of exactly what I saw at practice. And that's a big part of the air too. Like, like I said, we could take all those concepts, and they're great concepts, but how you practice things is a tremendous part of it. And that's what Coach Leach said after the game, it takes all week to beat somebody yeah
2: well and and you know we spent about seven or eight years developing all this stuff and how we practice and how we game plan and and how you use the the really simple plays uh to take advantage of of the find open grass you know find you know where's the grass that was always the question tell me where the grass is and and uh so it's you know it's always better for athletes if you can keep it simple for them so they can use their athletic ability. And I, what you're describing right there, particularly in the receiving core, uh, yesterday in yesterday's game, I just thought the receiving core at Mississippi State was was light years ahead of the ones from LSU. And uh, you know they just made play after play and, and uh, on on relatively simple things. Uh, so it's, all, it's always best to keep that I, you, know, you know as coaches we like to spend a lot of time watching film and drawing stuff on the board and coming up with all these creative ideas but usually what you're doing is is uh, you're creating chaos and we've always had this saying that that to to be successful at the way we practice and play you have to have a great capacity for boredom because you're just going to do the same things over and over again and and you can't get bored with doing that, and and you got to you know try to make each rep better. So Mike Leach is is probably the the purest at being able to practice and and stick to what you know. He's running this coach. That called me last night. I said, so how long have y'all been doing this? And I said basically what you saw is what we developed in 1991. And he's been the reason he's successful is he hasn't changed, he's resisted the the uh temptation to change
3: with that though coach as you look at it um and i know you 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 talk with mike i'm sure quite a bit over the years has the innovation really become in just getting better at practice how we do things how we can be more efficient is there a, a study that goes on with that
2: um really we're He's practicing now the way we've always practiced, or, or like I said, after we kind of developed everything, it took about took about five years to do that. But if, if you watched the 1991 Iowa Wesleyan Tigers practice, you would have seen the same things you saw watching Mississippi State. This is not this is not complicated. This is this is the simpler you can keep it, and the more rep friendly you can keep it, the better you're going to be. And then it just becomes the question of plugging the. Right athletes into the right positions, and and uh, one of the things that I think has always made Mike successful is he can pick out quarterbacks. Uh, I've always been able to pick out quarterbacks, and and a lot of our guys that worked with us, Dana Holgerson, Chris Hatcher, and people like that, Sonny Dykes, they they can all do the same thing. But you look at it, we all came from the same the same backgrounds, and we all. We can pick quarterbacks because we know what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's like going to Walmart without a list. You know, a lot of times for recruiting, it, people people go out there and they start looking at looking at quarterbacks, and this guy looks good, and that guy looks good, but they really don't know what they want to put put the young man into once they get him, and so they end up with all these guys with with varying uh, abilities and and not really knowing what, what they're looking for. And and it's really like that at every position. Uh, but, but the quarterback, of course, stands out the most.
3: Coach, you did a, a tremendous job in putting together the air raid certified program on CoachTube, tube. And, you know, in today's day and age, it's really easy to get information. I mean, we just went through a time here with the shutdown. There's, there were probably 500 free zoom clinics or more than that. You know, that, that's okay. I think it's a great way to learn football, but at the end of the day, you got to bring something out to your team that works together that you know how to practice. And so that's exactly what you've done. You've taken all the learning that, you know, as you said, took at least eight years for you guys to develop and you've put it together into one resource. Um, Talk to us a little bit about the air raid certified program and exactly what coaches get.
2: Well, I'll tell you, it was, it was really AJ Smith. uh, Brainchild, and he came to me and asked me to to do it, and he thought there was a a niche there, and and the more I thought about it, the more I thought, yeah, you know, we've never really, people always want to know, you know, do you have a playbook? We've never really had a playbook, and and uh, so teaching this has always been by repetition, and so I I thought AJ's idea of of having these these videos of every aspect of the offense every play every concept every practice uh, every game plan you know ha- have a way to teach that to guys where they could could uh master it and uh, through the years the various places i've been and i'm sure mike runs into the all the air Raid guys run into this is you have these guys come visit and they they want to learn the offense well they come visit for two days Mm-hmm. And and then they then they call you up and ask you to recommend them to somebody that the, that they know the offense for a job, and so I I just wanted to uh, I just wanted to have a way to know that I was recommending somebody that that really has studied it and knows it the the way we do, and and so we put together, it's uh, 17 videos and there's three tests, and uh, it covers every aspect of the offense.
3: I really like what you've done too with the certification database right in today's day and age I think everybody's out there now looking for you know you might be looking for your next uh offensive coordinator and want him uh to be an air raid guy well you give them that stamp of approval right we know that they've gone through this because the exams aren't easy and you're, you're not allowed to go on to the next section of the of the content until you pass that exam
2: yeah it's a it's a it's not an easy thing to pass. And, and I, I, we did it that way on purpose. Like I said, I wanted to make sure that, that if I called up somebody and said, Hey, hire this guy to be your coordinator, that, that I wasn't, you know, I wasn't just blowing smoke. So if they pass this certification, then, then they're, I know they know. And we grandfathered some guys, you know, that I've worked with, that I know, know the offense. And, and, but, and, and so of course I still try to help them all I can. Uh, but you know, we've got about 500 guys in this thing now that that I I know no air raid and know how to coach it, and they're not, you know, they're not just guessing at how to practice it, or they're not just guessing at what drills to do, and or uh, you know how to how to game plan. I, it, all this is is a it's a complete offense and it's a complete system, and so I try to do take take my time and teach it. Just like I would to the players, and uh, and then like I said, you got you know you got to jump over some hurdles uh, before you can
3: finish. Well, I think it's uh, to me this when I saw you guys do this. I talked to AJ when you guys were first coming out with it. I thought this is this is what the game needs right now. Uh, some place that you can uh, number one work yourself up in this profession with with some accreditation behind you. And I think you guys have done an outstanding job there for our coaches out there who are looking for this. You can go to airraidcertified.com. I'll put the link in the show notes coach. It's always great to catch up with you. And uh, again, thanks for taking the time here as well as sharing some of the Q and a from uh, this past summer's national air raid clinic with Mike Leach. Thanks Keith.
2: I appreciate it. And uh, really wish you a lot of luck on the new podcast.
3: Well, we're going to kick this over to our guest host for that day. Uh, This was a day back in June, and it was a morning, a Saturday morning, I remember, and I couldn't do it. We had something come up with, you know, baseball had just started for my son. Uh, It was a time where he's going through recruiting. He needed to get everything on video, and I really had to be there. Um, I was out there in the morning, and, and reception was really bad. It was Uh, basically in the middle of a cornfield the the name of the field we played at was field of dreams and it was literally like that it was on this guy's farm in the middle of nowhere Uh, pretty cool setting but i knew i wouldn't be able to do this and and be able to get on the phone and have good reception and i didn't want to hurt the quality of it so i did call our producer uh peter gumas and peter you did an excellent job and and when i asked you i said you want to talk to the pirate today you were like really so what was your reaction when i asked you that (laughs)
1: yeah keith you know you hit me up that morning and i was a little bit shocked and like kind of flustered there for a minute thinking oh my god what i get to interview the pirate today this is this is gonna be awesome um but you know it, it went great i was really excited to do it as a, as a long time college football fan. i had a just a great time um getting to sit down and talk to him it was it was really like kind of a dream come true for me in some ways
3: yeah it was it was a really cool interview that you guys did and, and i know um you know, this was uh, actually a Zoom clinic, but Coach wasn't available via Zoom. I, I'm not sure. He may have been in Key West, but uh, it was just a Q&A audio, so it works really well here for the podcast. Now, we did not put the, the entire show up here, actually. This is something that is in the Air Raid certification. All of it is over there, so you want to hear the rest of it, uh, you could catch it over there. But uh, just some really cool answers uh, off the cuff. None of this really planned for Coach.
1: Yeah, Coach was great. You know, you never really know what you're going to get when you ask uh, Coach Coach Leach a question. You can get anything from, I think one of his answers was, you know, you show me mine, I'll show you yours. You know, (laughs) anything anything really football related. So, it it was really great. Again, really, uh, really interesting to hear what he had to say.
3: All right. Well, let's take a listen to it.
1: Coach Mike lee Chong, new head coach at Mississippi State. Coach, um, thank you very much for joining us. We appreciate you taking the time.
0: I'm glad to be on. Uh, No, uh, I mean, these uh, times are such that, you know, people are screwing around with computers all the time and doing all this other stuff, which is frustrating to everybody. But, no, it's good to get together with a, a bunch of people. And then, obviously, the air raid concepts are fascinating to all of us. And, and uh, so it's great to have the opportunity to talk to everybody far and wide.
1: Coach, what do you look for in a graduate assistant?
0: The biggest thing would be somebody that's very passionate about football, where football is very important to them. A guy that comes as close to needing football rather than just uh, wanting to be a football coach. Yeah, you know, when I got into it, I did it for free for years. You need somebody that's willing to do it for free. Um, that's not necessarily what you're going to pay them, but, you know, somebody's got to be willing to pay dues, and the best ones are. You know, and I've thought for some time that, you know, everybody says who's the best football coach, who well, I You know, somebody with a lot of resources, they win a lot of Super Bowls, like, you know, Belichick, who's clearly a good coach, or, you know, uh, some college coach or something. But, you know, odds are extremely high. The best football coach in the country is a high school coach. I mean, think about how many numbers of high school coaches there are. I mean, it's a crazy number. So, odds are that, you know, whoever's, and and it's hard to gauge because the only way you can test it is. You know, if you have all the same people working with equal resources, you know, who comes out on top? So it's awfully tough to measure. And so no matter what, it'd be mythical. Odds are extremely high. It's a high school coach out there somewhere that's the best coach in the country. But um one thing that is difficult is coaching college on the front end unless, you know, right place, right time. Um you know, player with a relationship or such with your coach in a fashion that where you got to be a student assistant, and you get elevated. I mean, it's hard to get those jobs, and they're they're kind of limited. But the um, and and it's hard to describe how one thing is refuse to leave, be there, refuse to leave, prove yourself useful. Anything that uh, they want you to do. Do it and don't let some other guy do it just because you're lazy or you're thinking about, um, you know, that's not exactly what you want to do because the more useful you are and the the more useful that you are and the more inexpendable you become as in all of a sudden the head coach and the coordinators go, okay, well, you know, one of these guys is leaving or somebody's got to go. Well, you want to make sure that they don't think you're the guy that should go because you do too much stuff and it's a too big a pain in the ass for them if you leave. And, um, you know, that's what puts you in the position to, to elevate. And then, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, uh, if you're not willing to do it for free and move around at a moment's notice, college probably isn't the key. And that's why I think. Uh, Besides the fact, numerically, I think high school, the best coach in America is a high school coach somewhere that he himself probably doesn't even know he's the best coach in America. I think they get a certain amount of talent right off the top because you graduate from college, you can go to high school and you get a job, and then pretty soon you got a pickup truck or a boat or something, and then a wife, and then it's awfully tough to go do it. Free like you have to in college and I and so and I think in a lot of cases uh, <clears throat> you know the talent draw to that level uh, levels a little better too.
1: Coach, can you walk us through your in-season practice schedule? Do you practice specific plays Tuesday or Wednesday in in routes on air slash quick game? How does that differ from fall camp?
0: Uh, from fall camp we kind of go a third of the offense each day during the season uh, uh, Sunday we check plays um, this is after everybody knows stuff but Sunday we check plays uh, and execute them uh, out of the various sets uh, Monday's off uh, Tuesday is uh, we work a third of the uh, the quick game, we work. Uh, or I'm sorry, not a third. We work a half of the quick game. We work a half of the the, the five-step drop game. Uh, we work the screens that are in the game plan that week. The screens are the guinea gadgets we put in. Uh, and then Wednesday, we work the other half of the quick game. Um, and then And I usually split it. One day we'll do the ones that incorporate the backs so that they're there. The other day we don't so that they can go do drills uh, or work inside. Um, So one day on the quick game is the back incorporated quick game. The other is the non back incorporated quick game. So you cover both halves of that. And then it's the other half of the five step drop and then uh, red zone and goal line.
1: Next question, what is the difference in how you teach the quick game footwork versus the drop back footwork with the QBs? How do
0: you teach them their drops? Well, if they're under center, if they're under center, the most important thing is to get a big first step. Most important thing is to get it because that sets up everything else. Get a big first step and get your hips open. So... You know, if it's a if it's a short drop, just one long, two short, and uh, and you want it quick, and you want uh, you want the last step uh, to I you know, I'd have to show you really. So you take one one long step, then you take another gather step, and then the third step you would want uh, in a right-handed quarterback just slightly to the right because you want your, your front hip slightly open, ever so slightly open, so your line of vision isn't just closed off as in I can only see half the field. You wanna, that, that, by, by having that, uh, your right foot slightly to the right, uh, when it finishes it up, and instead of straight behind you, you want it slightly to your right, then it'll help open your front hip, And you can see the left side better rather than just be closed off. So I like that. I think that's important. And then um, uh, if it's a deep drop, well, then it's three long, two short. But that finish with the two short at the end, I think, is pretty important as far as uh, because you don't want the quarterback all strung out. You want his hips or or you want his feet under his shoulders. And then the. uh, with so many guys out of the gun, and we're out of the gun all the time. Then for the short drop, you just reset your feet, but resetting your feet, you want the one foot, the left foot kind of uh, square, so you're settled up and under your shoulders, and then uh, your right foot just slightly to the right if you're a right-handed quarterback. So your hips slightly open to the left, so that you can see a better range of the field, keeping the ball up, okay, and then the the, the deeper drop, five step drop. Then you're taking one long step too short if you're in the gun. And uh, but I do think I, I think really the most important part of it, uh, um, it, it you know, there's everybody's got all these steps, you know, the 20 most important things on pass drops, which is. You know, the 20 most important things on the pass drops, 50 to which are bullshit, you know. Um, because nobody's sitting there trying to remember 20 things. When you tell your quarterback that, you either got the wrong quarterback or he's going to look at you like you're screwed. And so what I think is important, and it's important to have a, 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 a big first step. It's important to finish with your left hip slightly open so you can see... A good range of the field and if you throw to your left and you finish you will naturally finish in a smooth lined up fashion and then to the right you can see well anyway and then uh but the other thing the end of the the setup i mean you want the, uh, you want your feet under your shoulders not all sprawled out and then you want your back foot uh, uh slightly to the right if you're a right-handed quarterback and Oh, the other thing that, since we've talked about feet, but as important as anything is to keep the ball up. What are you looking for when
1: evaluating
0: a QB in the recruiting process? Accurate, be accurate. It's got to be accurate. Uh, Make good decisions. You can coach your way through some of that, but he's got to have a sense of football and what the others are doing. The most important quality of of a quarterback is that he elevates the play of the guys around? Him. I mean, that's his job, and it's a very important job. He elevate the skills of the players around him. Some of it is having enough presence to be, you know, or charisma or whatever, uh, to inspire those guys. And some, in you know, I've had guys do it differently. You know, uh, well, in the last year, Gardner Minshew was kind of a, a fiery guy, really passionate. And Uh, everybody could feel it meant so much to him that they wanted to follow. And then Anthony Gordon was more of a laid back guy that, you know, in the most pressure situations or uh, something negative happened. I mean, he was calm and he was the same guy. One good description is be the same guy all the time because those other players are drawing from it. And then, but the the five skill things um, accurate, make good decisions, and I think they need to start out accurate. I think you can make them more accurate. but I don't think you can flat out take them from inaccurate to accurate, at least not very easily. You're better served finding somebody that already is accurate. and then and then, from there, there's the quick feed, which I think is the most important as far as uh, having a sense of the middle of the pocket and being able to adjust in the middle of the pocket. Uh, Graham Harrell was really good at uh, staying in that little bitty sliver of space until all the space was dried up just before delivering the ball. He was the master of that. He ran worse than most quarterbacks that I've had, but he, he was really good as far as, um, uh, Shuffling and identifying. I have this much space. Okay, now I have this much. Now I have this much. Now I have this much. Ball's gone. You know. And then there's strong arm, and then uh, fast, and all are important qualities. I don't see. Yeah, you know, the, the NFL Hall of Fame. Almost none of them have all five of those things. They all would like to, but almost none of them have all five. I would say. Patrick Mahomes might be the closest that I've ever seen to having all five. Hmm. Um, You know, if you think about it, but everybody can think of whoever their favorite quarterback is or a great quarterback. Um, They generally don't have all five. But what they do have is the ability to elevate and get the most out of the players around them. The guy that can do that the best, he's the best quarterback. All right.
1: As a high school coach, we usually only have the previous week's film of our opponents. How would you go about scouting the defense when the opponent they were facing does not run an offensive system that is similar to spread, or more particularly,
0: the air raid? I don't know the rules, and and, and but uh, I would cut deals with teams that run uh, <laughs> spreads that that team are going to play before you play them, and you know and play uh i'll show you mine if you show me yours and um you know and uh then uh, i mean i'd try to try to do that um and then you know if you have a good base and a good uh, collection of plays that you're running and they should be able to apply to a variety of situations um, I would try to run core plays like, you know, it's not uncommon to run a play, say one of the nineties or people call them the six, you know, it doesn't matter. It's some passing play. And then, and I've literally lined up. Well, if they play this, you know, we're going to hit this guy. If they play that, we'll probably end up hitting the other guy. And if they play something else, we'll hit the other guy. In other words, you want something that holds up, you know, And then the other thing, to the extent you can, and our quarterback can check from goal line to goal line. Well, you're – I mean, if you can't or you don't have a guy that can do that, um, still you want to have some kind of leeway to uh, get out of bad situations and to capitalize on good situations. You know, they empty the box. You want to be able to run it at them. And that's a good situation. You want to attack it right then, right there.
1: Can you talk a little bit about how you game plan and script or decide what to game plan and script?
0: Well, I think the most important thing is at some point you've got to decide what is in your package. What is important to you? What are the core plays that you're gonna run? And within those core plays, you're better off with uh, too few, not too many. Uh, You're only as good as whatever you can execute, no matter how good of an idea it is or how good... (laughs) somebody else can run under how good it looks on the board. You're only as good as what you can execute. And uh, that's the most important thing is worry about what you can do. Uh, so you got that core of plays and you want ones that attack the whole field and you want ones that get the ball in everybody's hands. And within that context, if that uh, happens and you want to plug in and apply those to whoever your opponent is, and then, um, the, uh, and you know, can you do something different or a wrinkle or something? Yeah, I think you can do one or two each week, but not more than one or two. And ideally the wrinkles you put in, hopefully there are something you kind of started working on a couple of weeks before. Uh, and I'm not talking about a wholesale brand new play generally. I'm talking about, um, um, you know, maybe a wrinkle or something dressed up differently. Um. And then, you know, as the defense changes uh, the different parts of the field, you know, we'll try to change and adjust around them. But with that said, we want uh, plays that hold up to a lot of different defenses. And and then, you know, we want to have the ability to fire a play out there and react to it. But um, – and we do a real good job with our scout team as far as duplicating what somebody's going to see and that sort of thing.
1: Coach, when you last ran the air raid in the SEC, it was basically unknown and gave the league a lot of problems defensively. How creative will you have to be with your system now that the league is more familiar with it?
0: I don't know. I don't think they are more familiar with the see <laughs> I mean, those guys. Those guys that coached clear back then, they're all gone. Um, Although the air raid, people have seen um, the air raid philosophy a little more. There's not a lot of it in the SEC. Yeah. You know, um, and then, of course, uh, LSU had a big time throwing with some really quality players last year. Yep. You know, the thing is, though, in the end, football is a game of execution. we'll just worry about executing the best, the best that we can, you know.
1: On behalf of all of us here, we want to thank you very much for sitting down. I know it's not the easiest thing to, you know, take a bunch of questions right one after the other, but we appreciate you sitting there and and, and doing it for us.
0: Oh, no problem. I appreciate it. Wish I could see everybody.
1: (laughs) Thank you very much, coach. Good luck this Uh, year.
0: All right. Thank you. You guys too. Good luck to
1: you guys. Awesome. Thank you.
3: there you have it a QA with coach leach some interesting answers there as well some good questions from the listeners that day please tune in to all we're doing here we're going to continue to sprinkle in some new episodes with a full ramp up coming november 1st Uh, definitely have some great archives for you some stuff if you are new to the podcast you probably haven't heard so we'll be sharing those as well be sure to check out all we're doing follow me on twitter at coach k grabowski Lastly, I want to tell you about a great product from a former player of mine at a company called Story of the Season. They've done an incredible job of capturing everything that happens for you in a game week. Uh, From previews to post-game interviews, all of your stories, uh, the text from news articles, interviews with players, coaches, etc. And they put that into a weekly digital magazine for your program. They follow your program through the season. And in a year where it's limited the amount of fans that can get there and everybody who could be a part of it, this is a real way to bring everybody in. He's also done some things for you coaches who are working on your recruiting. It's a tough time for recruiting as well, with uh, a dead period in place to January 1st. And he's utilized this platform to create a digital recruiting magazine for your program as well, a place to share all your information about your seniors, your underclassmen, uh, all their biographical stuff, video. Uh, Stats, everything that you want to share with coaches, he does it through this platform as well. And lastly, he's created a platform to be able to utilize this for a virtual visit for small colleges, and he's done a a great job with that as well. I'll include links to all three types of those in our show notes and on our blogs at coachingcoordinator.com. Be sure to check it out.